Is everyone ready? Yeah. I is ready. Don't quote Ali G. <laughs> we spoke about this before. <laughs> <laughs> you live from the War Wizards tomb, it's me Nick Lambslice, me James Pumpkin, and me Harrison Hunt aka Mara Butterworth, and we are the, the Tabletop, Tabletop Twats. Wada wada. This is an RPG show all about RPGs, tabletop style Yep. And we've got a big old show coming up for you today, but the whole the whole team's back together once again. They tried to shoot him, they blew his house up, they shot his legs off, but they couldn't keep him down. He He's... told them no. Exactly. He's back <laughs> once again, James Clark. Back once again for the Renegade Master. Oh my god, that's well, a blast yeah. from the past, isn't D4 it? D4 damager. <laughs> Which actually is a low amount of damage. <laughs> that's, so that's piss take. Yeah, rage against the machine. Get away from me, you little D4 damager. Yeah, sort, sort it out, mate. <laughs> um, so we got the feedback side. We got what you've been slaying. We got a main subject, which this time is going to be DCC RPG coming at you. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> and we got the Chamber of Challenges. We got the game design guys. And we got Electro Letters. Oh my god. God, it's going to be a good show, yeah. isn't it? Isn't it, guys? It's yeah. going to be incredible. Lords. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. I mean, what I meant to say was, yes. Yeah. It's going to be exactly. better than all right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need your soundboard this week. Thanks very much, mate. So let's get into the feedback. Let's get all up in it. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback side. The feedback section. So feedback from previous episode. First one comes in from Owen Lean. He says, Cautionary tale. Beware of listening to tabletop twats while driving. While driving around for work yesterday, I decided to catch up on some old episodes. Dear God, Nick Lamley, that phone call pizza guy dungeon crawl nearly killed me. For real. (laughs) I actually had to pull over and stop the car because I was laughing so hard I'd become a liability. The same thing happened a week ago while listening to Harrison Hunt tearing apart Fatal. You are both geniuses, good sirs. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you got missed out there, James. You were actually on a fatal episode as well. So, well, yeah. No, when we when we saw him last uh, last week, and then uh, we were speaking about it, it's like, oh yeah, that was you. Oh, that snub was fatal. Yeah. So, bit out of order <laughs> Cheers, Owen. Cheers, Owen. Left Maybe we should start the show with a disclaimer now, saying do not write, do not listen while driving, as we can't be held responsible for what may happen. Um, <laughs> we should also, yeah, start the show with. By the way, James is in this. Yeah. In case you, it's probably because I wasn't in it last episode. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but... well, I was. I mean, I was. Yeah, you were. You were. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, actually, yeah, no, I've been in it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no. We just—it's just that his um, we we had some technical difficulties and his mic wasn't recording um from episode one, so <laughs> so he's just been sitting there going, and I was heard him the whole time. Yeah, pretty. Um, he also followed up by saying, in response to Richard Wilcox's comment about stereotypes in RPGs last episode, I am in complete agreement. <laughs> Who the hell said dwarves have to be beardy Celtic folk, whereas elves have to be effeminate Aryans? I genuinely want to play in a world where dwarves are Rastas and elves are Aussie Bogans. That would be yes. awesome. I yeah. believe that. <laughs> but don't yeah. I mean, in in my games, I tend to have like a good mix, don't I, of, of like weird fucking people. Yeah, you got to twist the norms, man. 
who said, got, yeah, who, who says that things have to be whatever? At the end of the day, this game's all about imagination, so you we do have, whatever the hell you like. We have done the stereotypical playing of characters, of course. For a lot. That's just, that's just like, you know, for some people it's easy to do that. But I mean, like, when we were actually playing um, Richard's games, we, I mean, I was, uh, I was a wrestler. I was a wrestler uh, goblin. I was a gangster goblin. You were a gangster. And we completely weren't stereotypical in that sense. Yeah, but then dwarves and dwarves and elves, everyone always, is always like, I am a dwarf and I'm digging a hole. But, but, dig a hole. but, you, but then you you kind of have to... So Sometimes it would be nice just to have a dwarf that uh, was like, Yeah, man. Yeah, well, man. Well, my, my dwarf was like Scandinavian. He had more of a kind of European accent rather, yeah. than, us, uh, rather than like a but having Celtic a, accent. having an elf that's like all, all beaten up battered and is, is like you fucking what mate <laughs> or, or hello <laughs> that'd be funny posh uh, yeah like a really posh, posh I'm an elf um, posh yes. goblin don't look at my ears yeah that'd be fun Sean played a posh goblin once and yeah, actually I did, did. In, in another game as well where because um, in uh, Saga of the Goblin Horde I had the funny voice hindrance mm. but, but um, because a lot of um, goblins already have funny voices that was witchcraft wasn't it yeah the way the way I way I played it um, I, I did it so that he, he spoke a bit like Hugh Grant that's right yeah and he got cursed didn't he and he was like do you have to excuse my voice yeah yeah mm. and all the goblins like, sort of poked fun at him and he, he, he was like oh um, well, well I suppose we should go and everyone's like ah fucking idiot mate <laughs> And then Owen follows up with, uh, regarding the RPGs versus depression episode, this was a work of art. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Very, Thanks, very, mate. Very good episode. Showed real heart and feelings. Thank you very much. Yeah, and cheers for everyone that sent in stuff about that. Mm-hmm. I, that was that meant a lot. It's very, very good. Terry Hansen also followed up saying, I was wondering how you read them all and sounded so calm. I was doing my dandest not to get choked up. I didn't do so well. Oh, bless him. Yeah, Maybe he was being. Touching. Does he mean he was actually being choked up by? Was he being physically choked? Couldn't breathe. Probably. He was listening. He was like, <laughs> "No, I mean, was he being? Was he being choked?" Or maybe somebody his wife was just yeah. choking, applying him. pressure while he was listening. Maybe that's to what it. he's into. Yeah. yeah, you know. And he probably didn't do so well because. You gotta listen you know, to your podcast while he being for, choked. He man. forgot the safe word and. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and he's no longer with us. But poor no. Terry. God rest his choked soul. <laughs> Oh. We love you, Terry. <laughs> and that's all the feedback. So cheers, everyone. Yeah, amazing. Um, right, so let's get on with what we've been playing in What You've Been Slaying. Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? So first off, we played um, Bartington Halls, which was a one-shot run by Owen Lee. Yes, Owen. Yes. Savage Welds. And this was awesome. So basically, it was an investigatory type campaign set mm-hmm. in a uh, set in a boarding school, a yeah. toffee boarding school. Yeah, toffee. Yes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> James, it was your. Yeah, it was my girlfriend Georgie. It was her first time ever doing tabletop RPG. And so cheers, Owen, for popping her cherry. <laughs> yeah, not her first time role playing though. No. Nah, well. <laughs> well, of course not. Um, but so uh, we'll cut that bit. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, the whole um, storyline was that we had to um, we we had a very short amount of time to get a um, to get an entertainment together for mm-hmm. this evening thing that was happening, right? Yeah. And uh, there were three bands. There was there was one called Bedsheet, one called Viagra Manifesto, Manifesto, and then another one that was an ABBA tribute act. Mm-hmm. And we had to book two of them. And then we found out that the lead singer of Bedsheet mm-hmm. had gone missing. Yeah. And my character Mara was a fucking weirdo who was obsessed <laughs> with the lead singer, a stalker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a massive stalker. And then we basically, uh, yeah, found out he'd gone missing. 
went to the woods and found out that there was this there was this weird freaky fucking pig thing. Yeah, oh, mate. Weird pig. ritual that had no blood. Was but gross. This pig that had killed a couple people. Yeah, it killed, yeah. It killed the um, so it killed the lead singer of one of the bands and the lead singer of another band, isn't it? Exactly. And then meanwhile, like basically, um, we we investigated, found that the lead singer had gone missing. At this time, my character and Georgie's character were just rocking out because mm-hmm. she took the place of the singer and was singing. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, she's so cool. So you didn't even leave. You stayed at the yeah. bloody gig and we had to go out and do all the legwork. You guys found out that there was this weird sort of like cult that was all the upper echelons of all the, the school. Yeah. yeah, there was the head boy that was going to uh, sort of do, hidden, this, hidden society, do this speech yeah. and bring all hell upon everyone. Mm. Exactly. So you guys found this cult, found their secret house uh, thingy out in, out in the woods, mm-hmm. were fighting them all. Meanwhile, me and Georgie were just rocking out, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, you guys were fighting them, doing all this. Suddenly, uh, Georgie finishes singing. We come and meet you back in the woods. Find out the head boy's about to do his speech mm-hmm. and try and get everyone on his side. So we run back, and uh, at this point, yeah, he's he's just starting his speech, and Georgie jumps on the stage. She's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he's Nick part in the crowd of his rapier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mad skills. And um, yeah, then then he she she just goes. Fuck, um, we like we got to stop him. Yeah. And she just goes, "Oh my god, he's so dreamy." Jumps on him, tries to kiss him. <laughs> stage gets his stage gets like fucking smashed and obliterated. Falling into like the basement. Yeah. yeah. And, like we're about to, and then we have to fight this guy who's like the leader of a cult underneath a um underneath the stage. Yeah. And at the beginning of the game, Owen said to us, "We can take any gear we want within reason, right?" So like, what did you guys take? I had a because we're all school duster. kids. I had a torch. Yeah, you had a knuckle duster. You know, that's was, some... yeah. I was a ruffian, so I just had. It. I had a torch. I really liked. Yeah, a torch. Uh, that's about it. I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, see, I had a medieval dagger because <laughs> that was from the the Savage Worlds rule book, right? But um, I, at the beginning, Owen was like, "How can you take a medieval dagger? You're a school child." And I was like, "Yeah, well, I'm a weirdo, and I took it from the history department." So I, the first move that I have. Um, I rolled. I rolled like um, I aced it like fifteen I think times. About thirty six damage, wasn't it? Was yeah, and I, like I just that. I just stabbed this guy and killed him. And then we're just like, oh no, I'm I'm a school kid. I've committed murder. And then I'm just like, well, um, you he killed himself. You all saw it, right? <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. we we all pieced. We all uh, said that he definitely killed himself and made the scene look like it. So when they turned up, they were just like yeah, open well, and shut case, wasn't it? Definitely Detective killed like, himself. Yeah, suicide. Fine. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the police were just like, well, um, yes, I suppose, yeah, he did, he killed himself, and and the school basically helped us cover it up. Yeah, mm. yeah, they didn't want no bad publicity. They're so like, oh all, no, uh, this, this has happened again. Yeah, it was all covered up. Yeah, so apparently this has happened before. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he said, oh, um, this, yeah, this, this has happened uh, uh, many times before, and then um, they made it so we were the sort of like the people to kind of look after and stop this stuff happening again so yeah we got charged with like yeah looking after the school which is pretty cool so I opened it up for a sequel yeah so we were hoping to, to maybe do this as a uh, an actual play in yes. the future with, with Owen and do a sequel to this Spartington Halls thing obviously you guys didn't hear the first one but it should just start and, and be something that you guys can listen to we can do a little recap anyway but as a um, as a as a sort of um, uh, one shot, what did you guys think of it? Yeah, it was good. It, I was, it was awesome. It was really good. I really like um, Owen's GMing style. It's cool. I quite liked it. And it was really funny because Sean and all of his wit, he had mountains of bennies. Oh, man, yeah. He yeah, got there's a lot of bennies being uh, dished out. He got The first benny that was dished out was because Sean made him almost spit out his drink. 
with laughter. <laughs> I can't remember what, 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 it, what it was he said. Oh, Mungo, Sean, wasn't it? Me Sean it. played a fat kid called Mungo, and he just, he just, he, 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 the way he played it is that he, Sean's obviously not a fat guy in real life, but he, he was really good at doing the fat voice. <laughs> yeah. And so when he was trying, he was like tumbling over his words. You go. <laughs> it was so good. There were so many, there were so many great, um, great moments in there. But yeah. there was one point where one of the teachers, sort of part of the reason he got involved with the cult, was because they um, enacted uh, the, the school enacted a policy where teachers weren't were no longer allowed to have plants in their rooms. <laughs> and um, yeah. when we, when you guys got beneath um, and, and got to the cult, and they said you guys were like, why are you doing this? He went, they stole my geranium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was upset about his geranium. Yeah, it was so good, very very. Um, good. But yeah, very good campaign. Uh, I can't wait to play more. Mm. And um, next up, we we finished Bubblegum Crisis. We did. We're sad dead. man yeah yeah overall um, I thought the ending was was very good so uh, for those people that have listened uh, um, we basically um, boomer moon yeah big the, old moon I'll try and keep this brief I'm not going to explain the rest of the story but the um, the 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 party were investigating the um, the the boomer moon and they they got to the uh, the the time looped again and they finally killed. The fucking Boomer Moon. Having got the mech suits, yeah, they, they destroyed yeah. the fucking moon. Yep. Um, but it was sort of a half victory, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. almost, we destroyed a bit of the city as well. Almost, yeah, almost like two thirds of the city bit. was was destroyed. <laughs> um, but we did kill the moon. But unfortunately, we also killed the person responsible for the time loop. And pretty much therefore else. meaning, oh yeah, <laughs> therefore meaning that the time loop would didn't happen again. <laughs> yeah. The city was still fucked. Um, but we did win, right? We win. Yeah. We did win. <laughs> the city yeah, rebuilt. Basically, what happened was they never really discovered the source for the time loops. They, mm. ne- they never did because what happened was is that um, when they got their mech suits back, the reason that, that um, they managed to get, get their mech suits is because they realised on the first time loop that somebody had stolen them. So when, the, when time looped uh, back to, to day one again... Um, they killed the people responsible for stealing their mech suits and got them uh, themselves and then um, that was all good but what they didn't realise is that those people also stole some experimental technology from elsewhere that was a time machine but didn't know quite how to use it not a time machine but kind of like well it was kind of a time machine mm-hmm. um, and they, the guy every time the city got fucked he used this little button that he'd found and he just pressed it which was an in case of emergency button yep and he would press it and time would go back three days. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, what happened was on day two of the second cycle, um, one of the characters, Harvey, just went up to this guy and blasted him, destroying the machine. Yep. He didn't even know this guy had the machine. He no, just no. destroyed him, destroying all chances of time ever looping again. And the Abusi bar. So the trouble is, is that when the dis- when the city got or got half destroyed on on the second loop. Um, yeah, there was no chance of it. it, yeah. it that was ever, for keeps, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was for keeps. So it was kind of um, a half victory because you <laughs> yeah. did you did manage to take down the big boss that was destroying the city, but it didn't really... Yeah, it um, wasn't a um, really happy ending. It was a happy ending for us as we were winners, but it wasn't a happy ending for the city because so it was fucked. The mayor yeah. were all right, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what happened was is that the this thing had half destroyed the city 
um, basically um, was so big that they never ever managed to shift it, and the city then built over the top of it again. Yeah. But when when it was um, when it was basically just uh, planted in the city and and had, had crashed and died, you were all stood atop it, mm-hmm. yeah. and all of these people started coming onto their balconies, uh, all the survivors and stuff, and were like. What do we call you guys? And you guys hadn't actually used the name of your group in so long that everyone just went, uh, um, um, uh. and then Harvey was like, no, <laughs> go away. And um, then then I said, all right, roll intelligence. And then finally, um, Riz went, the vengeance machine, That's which, it, which yeah. is something that hadn't been said in so long. Yeah. It was just... Yeah, I don't think it's ever even been said on this podcast. It was a name that Vengeance just, Machine, yeah. It was I think it was said in episode one you picked that name for your group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was in my notes. I thought it yeah. was um didn't someone shout the Night Sabres? Somebody well, shouted the Night Sa- Sabres, which was the original name, yeah. but you changed it after the enemy learned the name. underground. But I think because um because they couldn't think in time, it was uh, that they shouted the night sabers. The crowd started shouting the night sabers, and then it was like roll intelligence. It's like, oh yeah, our name was Vengeance. Machine. Actually, no, not really. It's Vengeance. <laughs> so yeah, you became known as the night sabers. Night you, sabers. Yeah, you were like the saviors of the city, and uh, it was God-like. a nice ending. It yeah. was a nice ending, but it was like it was half not nice. And the people, the very people that you were trying to save, not not the very people because you were trying to save the city, but mm. there was one guy that was implicated in in all of this who was. Um, semi-responsible for having done this but it kind of wasn't his fault this guy that had installed the virus that created the monster he didn't really do it he kind of did it by accident and you kind of wanted to clear his name yeah. but um, as the monster was kind of trundling through the city destroying buildings <laughs> he took one look out of his window and it was heading towards him and I gave you guys plenty of warning I was like it's going towards the building it's going towards the building it's going towards the building and I was like hoping you guys would go I'm going to do this but nobody did and I just it's went it smashes the, the building. building with its gigantic <laughs> hand and, and it was just like well he's dead he's gone as well yep but yeah then you guys like with barrages of missiles got inside its mouth destroyed the core all of this kind of yeah, stuff yeah boy yeah, from the inside out yeah so yeah well done yep. the one criticism I'll say about Bubblegum Crisis is um, you roll the same shit all the time yeah. like, I I think that um, much like the, the anime that spawned this game um, it works as a short adventure campaign not mm-hmm. as a long one oh, yeah. um, I'm very glad it was seven episodes I wouldn't want to play more than that mm-hmm. um, because it's always rolling the same stuff Yeah, I didn't find the system to be exciting at all it's 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 functional it works it's very very well made it's clearly been um, focus tested very well but I don't think that it um, it, it lacks the fun factor I know and you're, yeah. you're always adding up as well um, yeah which for some people is a bit annoying it started on it started off like well because like oh new system this is nice but mm. then when we like you know when uh, we all sort of got to grips with it it was just like ah oh, yeah yeah, 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 we don't want to be doing this for ages. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, I, I just think that the system itself doesn't have... The, the lack of bells or whistles, it really lacks um, just anything particularly exciting. And I think that it has to have... You have to have a very charismatic DM. And I'm not saying that I am one. I'm saying that like sometimes there are sessions where you're not going to be doing anything particularly exciting and you're just doing normal stuff. And that's where... I'm so glad that we have such a good group because yeah. if if we didn't, it could, that could have been so fucking tawdry. Imagine if yeah. you had, um, you know, like all the nerds who either go just by the rule book, so they're playing each character as the stereotype, or 
or if you have the characters you're trying to you're trying to break the game, it would it would have been cack, mate, all of it. Yeah, and I think that's it's it's a pretty weak system to be honest for that uh, for that reason. Mm. I think that we made it something. Yeah, and and that's why I think that that's why I think I'm glad it ended after seven episodes because yeah. we had to make it something a bit better than it than what it was, and um, because it is quite basic, I, I would say. It, it mm. did some of the best role playing moments of my gaming career though. Because you've even, no, I agree, I agree, and it was a fucking great game and, mm. and a story at, at mm-hmm. the end of it. But then you look at something like Made, which is even more basic, but it has things that make it exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know the what random, I mean? The random generator, object then, generator, exactly. And, like and then you've yeah. got something similarly. GURPS is another yeah. one that's like it's a very functional system that doesn't appear to have any bells or whistles, but it's got these little little things in it that make it exciting. Yeah, you know where. There were moments where you'd be low on fatigue, where you're just like, "Fuck, I'm just about to pass out." And things like this. <laughs> yeah, it's like you you just feel as if like most of the time, um, it just it does it lacks that that real tension other than your health, um, which is fine. But I felt like it was a little bit too harsh in some regards, mm-hmm. and then a little bit too easy in others. That it just felt um, like it's fine. It was decent, but like I said, I wouldn't have gone beyond the amount of episodes. That I'm we glad played. we played it, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is I got the Daring Tales Adventure Deck. Yes. So I'm going to grab that off the old shelf. Have a look at this, lads. This is a present my my good friend Gary McCallum sent me. So this is for my birthday. Nice. Oh, it's even got this nice plastic sleeve. I'm gonna. Yeah, it came, came in a, uh, a box as well. So this is for Savage Worlds. Hold up the art. So, yeah, the art's amazing. It's some of my favourite. Really cool um, art. Oh, that's cool. Bad karma. Yeah, so this is um, oh, four, smells fresh. four Savage Worlds, and mm. basically these are cards that you, you hand out at the beginning of the game that you can play at any point during the game, and they do kind of um, bizarre things. So, Nick, give me an example. <laughs> well, I'm just looking at my right, and it's called Two-Fisted, yeah? But if I was to cover up part of this picture and then say Two-Fisted to you... Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks pretty bad. So it's, it looks like a bloke being fisted. <laughs> Too yeah. fisted. How's about a little chin music? Playing this card allows your hero to use a wild die or spend bennies on damage rolls for unnamed, unarmed com- unnamed, unarmed combat. This effect only lasts this round. Yeah, so it does mm. things like that. There's there's things Righteous such as fury. you can stop people from spending a Benny or you can add dice to certain rolls or things like this. this oh, there's really some really cool. cool stuff. Like, look, I just come across one. I just saw the tagline uh, that, you know, they, each of them have a, a quotation just underneath what it is. And this is uh, from the famous film Casablanca. He's looking at you, kid. And it's called Love Interest. So you play as an NPC to encourage a romantic interest for your character. The target helps... Uh, to best to the best of their abilities, but may frequently cause trouble as well. Yeah, I love it. The art, the art, literally, literally, all the art looks like you know, like the old um, the old movie posters when they were like hand painted and stuff. Yeah, it's so well done. So well done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so cool. Pretty cool product. I'm mm-hmm. Absolutely thrilled with it. Um, pun intended. <laughs> so it's like yeah. whipping a monster and it says seize the day. <laughs> Thrilling tales adventure deck. Check it out. Yeah, mate. Cards. These are amazing. Mate. Subject. Sorry. Remember the good old days, when adventures were underground, NPCs were there to be killed, and the finale of every dungeon was the dragon on the 20th level. Those days are back, baby. Dungeon Crawl Classics don't waste your time with long-winded speeches. 
weird campaign settings, or NPCs who aren't meant to be killed. Each adventure is 100% good, solid dungeon crawl, with the monsters you know, the traps you fear, and the secret doors you know are there somewhere. Poetry, mate. So, we're talking about Dungeon Crawl Classics, yo. Them DCC. good men. Them good men. DCC. So, um, yeah, um, Dungeon Crawl Classics. Uh, I've been going on about it a lot on this podcast, but we've never really delved deep into that dungeon and actually talked about it properly, you know? Um, and I felt like we we, uh, we should actually get into it today because yeah. um, I absolutely am quite enamoured with this game, you know? Uh, it's it's really it's really taken me. It's really taken me, you know? It's <laughs> taken him. He's taken him and he can't get out. Oh, I must say, calm down. But yeah, um, you know how we've got a lot of mates, right? Let's let's call it what it is. We got a lot of mates who who are a bit a bit too into Savage Worlds, <laughs> yeah. And, and they and they and they they're just like some savage mates. A bit too. And they, and they just think, oh, it's the best system that nothing can beat it. It can do everything. Well, do you know what guess I mean? again. Admittedly, yeah, it is it is good. Yeah. It's no, right. it's it's well good and yeah. it can do everything. But can it do everything the best? No. <laughs> nah, mate. Exactly. And you know, uh, for the feed- feedback section, come at me, bro. Yeah. Um, but. But basically, I will say this. I think that um, I've been playing a lot of this. And yep. I'm, at the moment, I think for dungeon crawling old school revival games, mm-hmm. this is the the best one that I've researched and looked into. And so, so I bought it, right? Nice. So DCC is a game that mixes 3.5 uh, D&D with first edition D&D to create something with an old school feel of um, first edition D&D but with rules that flow much better and work yeah. yeah yeah and work so a lot of this a lot of the old school boring stuff is stripped out mm-hmm. and to make something um make something with with a with a game that is like really fun really flows and and no no more bullshit so that's basically the basic uh premise of, of it right mm-hmm. so um let's let's get into it we'll get into the system and how it works a little bit later but first off the characters what sort of characters do you play? You got you got warrior, you got thief, you got cleric, you got wizard. But then also race and class are one of the same. Uh-huh. So you got hobbit, you got elf, and you got dwarf. Those are also classes, exactly the same as back in old school, really old school days. Yeah. So yeah, you can be a hobbit as well, but a it's hobbit. actually called halfling in the book. But oh. I refuse to call it that. Fair play. Because you know. I don't discriminate. No. They're not half a person. No. No way. The, the whole hobbit. So for all the hobbits listening... You're a hob of it. We you're, you are, well, you're a holeling. <laughs> well, I'm part hobbit, and um, so... Yeah, yeah so he finds that offensive. Yeah, so... <laughs> so that's why. Um, but one of the coolest things about this, and, and there may be other games that do this, um, but you can start as a level zero character, a commoner, mm-hmm. right? And... Yeah. There are two ways the game recommends um, basically being uh, getting to getting to a level one character. Now it basically says, and, and a lot of games say this as well. If you're level one, you've achieved something. To be a warrior or a cleric or whatever, that is that is you know an achievement. You've done stuff to to get there, right? So you can either do it one of two ways. You can just create a level one character and start adventuring. Fine, same as any other game. Yeah. Or you can do the character funnel. We oh, we here he is. Here he is. Target, target, target. <laughs> so <laughs> so what is the character funnel? This basically works thus. 
And this is thus. And thus it has always been thus. You so, basically yeah. Bosh. create a level zero character who is a commoner. Now these are shitty. They're classless and all you do is roll for a random job, a bunch of random stats, maybe even a random name, random mm-hmm. starting gear. Yes, mate. And you do that and you roll about four to five characters. Per, per player. Per yeah. player. And then you go through a um, a starting dungeon, and only those that get through the starting dungeon will be able to become level one and pick a class. Yeah, yeah. Now we did this the other day. What did you think, Brilliant. mate? It was it was it was intense. I, I really enjoyed. Like as soon as we you know started, it was just like right go. Obviously, we had the little background and intro into what we were doing. But then it was like oh Christ, now um. I've got so many characters. It's mm-hmm. just like, and then slowly our uh, we firstly did it as groups, so it was easier to sort of like navigate and role uh, role play through the first parts of the dungeon. But as we slowly got to gel with our characters, we were then able to put through their personalities into like right and shine it through into the game, and that was yeah really fun to just sort of you know just some you gel with, some you don't really like that well. But I think, <laughs> but the turnover was quick. Ew, oh man, it was, it was, it yeah, was we started, fast. We basically said that all of these characters were the main populace of a village. They, it's not yeah. all of them, but these were all the ones that were willing to go into the dungeon. From Shitterton. And so from a town <laughs> called Shitterton, this is what they, I said these guys could name the village. Bad move. Um, but so it was 18 characters between yeah, 16. Yeah. So yeah, man. Y- you had all these characters and they all just charged headlong into this dungeon. Oh, that was the first death happened within the first move that happened in the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Literally, James's character, the only hobbit in the village, went up and went, um, I'm to try and open the door and then yeah, boom. He just, because he was um, his, his, he was chaotic so and he's like basically I played him as a chippo because that was his uh, that was his um, job his occupation was he was a gypsy traveller yeah and so he tried to nick the jewels that were on the first yeah. door so yep. there's a door here it's got all these jewels he's like hey fuck it I'm going to go over there and he takes the jewels boom like and then he just dead yeah. yeah, we had so, a grave digger. We had a tax man. We had a candlestick maker. We had a corn farmer, cheese maker, <laughs> cheese orphan, maker. tax collector. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so because all the jobs were all randomly, mm-hmm. and fortunately, all of them were different yeah. um, because there's a hundred different jobs now. The the funny thing about it is is that um all the commoners all the level zeros they they roll um uh for HP and all it is is stamina um, modifier plus a D four yeah. so you can get one HP I had a few people with one HP yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was like um, he takes two damage what's your HP oh one okay <laughs> yeah and, and in some cases a lot of the traps in the dungeon did eight. One uh, d eight of damage, and I was just like, <laughs> this is really, "Yeah, munch." See ya. So there, it was pretty funny. It and was fun. The um, grinded. Yeah, yeah, we ended up. We started with eighteen. We were left with six. Yeah, so, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was our end goal. We needed six. We ended up. with Yeah, six. no one, no one walked out of that dungeon with nil characters. So no, actually, good. no, that's actually, a lie. That's oh, a lie because Pete, Peter did. Oh yeah, Peter, <laughs> Pete was the only ca- the only player that had to borrow a character off someone else. Boss me a character, bruv. Yeah, because he, he he basically went into the one room that that was um it was literally kind of a meat grinder because he basically went in there there was seven the, the annoying thing is is that it was, it was basically seven of these um sort of shambling bone things oh, they, yeah, they, they, were, nasty. They, they were actually really shit enemies but he, he just dealt with them really badly because <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to kind of go in um, realise that it's a shit enemy but there's nothing in there for you um so he sort of went in 
tried to fight them and I was just like there's seven of them there's four of you and he and you're supposed to sort of look at that and go nope and then, and then just get, get <laughs> yeah. out you're like they're slow I could take them exactly <laughs> so he, did, he, he basically you when you do the um, uh, the character funnel um, you go by player initiative not um, people because there's too many people yeah. mm-hmm. so he rolled after the bone things they all got seven hits on him all his characters got munched that was it Four, four um, characters down um, instantly. Um, yeah, yeah <laughs> that was it. And then Sean's character, Loisha, the cheese maker, she literally just she had low intelligence. What's so, going on here, then? Yeah, she runs in, gets munched as well. And I just said, all of you just hear from the other room. <laughs> yeah, just just hear. <laughs> oh no! So yeah. in in a nutshell, that's basically the character funnel. It was chaos, and it was so much fun. Yeah, and so you ended up with six characters, yep. and now before the next session. They all get to be level one. Yeah, they get, they get to pick a profession. They get to pick a class, and yep. what I like about that is, first off, you've all got a connection with with your characters now. Yeah, we do now. Yeah, you've been through some I'll shit together, man. You've seen stuff. <laughs> no, I really enjoy that because, um, like I said earlier, the fact that you know it's, it's all of it's randomly rolled, which you know sometimes people are really not going to like. But having a big selection of characters and then having to think, all right, and, and, and luckily it's quite, you know, the sheets are quite basic, so it's really easy to understand. It's just all you really need to look out is just what their job title is, really. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, all right, cool, what give am I going to do? And then it's like, give them a voice. And then slowly, like I said, we all built our personalities. So, you know, as they were dying... We were getting well cut up about some of them dying. We're like, oh no, but I really liked him. Oh, I really liked. I like where he was going. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah, because a lot of people um, gravitated towards one person, didn't they? Because yeah. James T. He liked his hunter. Sean liked. I forget. Cheesemaker. Cheese Cheesemaker. Cheesemaker. Grave digger. Um, yeah, Nick, you liked the grave digger. You wanted yeah. him because he was <laughs> him or the corn farmer. But I'm pleased with that. I walked away with the corn farmer. Yeah. Um. So it, and then like now you have this connection. Not only that, but I quite like the. Level zero character sheet is a lot more simple than the level one one. Like so it's got so, chicken on it. <laughs> yeah, and so it gets you used to the, that character sheet. Yeah. Then when you level up and you get that, the notes bit then becomes the um, the bit that's for your class. Right. So, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's, that's smart. I didn't know that. With regards to the types of adventure that you play in this game as well, um, I've heard it compared by more than one person to Zelda. All right. Um, I would I would say that's accurate, but but there are, I th- there's two types of adventure I would say um, realistically there's many types of of adventure, but I would say they they come in two types of flavor. Now I would say the DCC has been going for a little while now, but they've got the they they've got full old school, and mm. I would say there's like the old school updated version because yeah. they've got the, the there's like. The ones that, that I've got here, right? So the two two that I actually own is Intrigue at the Court of Chaos and Moon Slaves of the Cannibal Kingdom, yeah, right? Man. Now, these are updated to embrace the silliness of old school, yeah. whereas they've got the other ones on their website where, they, they've got, uh, where they're old school, but they don't know they're silly sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're serious, yeah. Yeah, so it's... And, and those are the two types of flavour that they have. Um, whereas uh, these ones sort of like you know how Zelda is a bit quirky, mm-hmm. bit weird, and I would say that that's we played the the adventure we played the other night, the level zero one. That's the um, introductory adventure just straight from the book. Nice. 
And yeah, they 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 full on go for the silliness. Yeah. Like the fact that you have um, it's it's old school, and they know it's silly, and they just go for it anyway. Mm-hmm. See, so you have that that snake boss called Cicerag, <laughs> yeah. and it's actually spelt that way in the book with loads of S's. Yeah. And then you have like this fucking war wizard that's fucked up, and so he's just sitting on a fucking deck chair oh, in was, the last that room. That was all... funny. Yeah, we got in there, and he was just like, "Oh, what didn't happen then?" Yeah, he's, he's all sizzled and, and like fried, and that all and gone so wrong for him. Yeah. The only reason that you managed to get into his dungeon and get to the final chamber is because he fucked his own plans up somehow yeah. and you never find out how <laughs> yeah I love that yeah and so it's like loads of loads of things like that look like I think make it it does feel a little bit like Zelda because it's a bunch of puzzles and stuff mm-hmm. and going through dungeons yeah I get that but the only thing is is that um we haven't done much uh adventuring outside of dungeons yet yeah which I think gives it that feel um, which we are going to be doing sort of in the next game. Mm-hmm. So wicked. Yeah, I think um, I, I do agree with that to an extent. Um, and I, I, I don't know, like that's sort of like the types of adventure you will be playing. But I hear there are many, many, many different types of adventure. You've got, you've got absolutely shitloads. So yeah, I don't know. I, love it, it. I think it's very very varied but I've seen fucking covers where they've got like a, a zombie woman with a chainsaw there's one with a big <laughs> robot on it <laughs> so, <laughs> all sorts of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's fucking cool man and the, the book I think uh, if I'm not mistaken it comes with um, adventures that take you up to level 8 as well which is in the book yeah. Yeah. Custom, mate, I forgot uh, the size of that book mate yeah mate it's, 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 it's stupid it's a big like, it's like a, uh, one of those like encyclopedias it's size. ridiculous mate and it's it's got everything in here that you need but we'll get into that a bit later but um, yeah I think yeah if I'm not mistaken yeah it takes you up to level 8 I, I can't find it but um, yeah it's, it's pretty cool man um, with regards to the system what did you guys think of it then? I love it I think it's great I think it's really elegant real easy to grasp and it's just like alright so and it's yeah. like it's so sp- at least in the uh, ca- uh, level zero character sheet as is all, is all I'm, I'm used to right now mm-hmm. it's um, there's, there's really sparse in the skill section but that makes it easier and I enjoy the the, uh, th- the way it is it's like you know if if the whatever it is you're trying to do um, coincides with your profession with your job then you can roll a d20 That's and right. do the modifier. If it doesn't, therefore meaning you're not trained in it, d10. you roll a d10 mm-hmm. and, and add your modifier. And that's just like, that makes it so easy. Yeah. So easy. It's just like, all right, so I, good, I have this dice. skill because of my job, so I can roll a d20. Mm-hmm. But I don't, so I can only do a d10. And it's really, really good the way that happens. I yeah. like it. I think it's extremely clever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just means that there's... Um, Less faffing about. Oh, yeah, it just makes sense as well. If you're good at something, you've got more chance of succeeding in it. And if you're not, then thing it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, no, I like it. I like it a lot. And um, I like the the um, the simplicity of the character sheet, the way it's laid out. Because mm-hmm. you've got, um, you know, the agility and the bonus, uh, the fact that it's linked to your missile weapon. Yeah. The fact that that's on the same line as your missile weapon, and it's also on yeah. the same line as your reflexes. Yeah. Um, so that all of that... You're on the it, same section. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just so clever the way it's laid out. I didn't even get that until I was like um, 16 characters down and making all the level zero characters <laughs> for the adventure. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Every time I was looking, there's this little cheat sheet that you can find online for making characters that makes it really easy oh nice and then it was like now do your reflex save and it's like reflexes is linked to agility and I was like agility reflex I was like oh yeah it's on the same line because it's the same one so I, and I was like that's so easy <laughs> yeah it's it's so good it's so cool the way it's it's, it's laid out and um, I like the if, if anyone's familiar with D&D 
um, it's very very easy to to be familiar with this. You roll, yeah. um, you basically roll roll skills the exact same way. You roll against the difficulty check that the DM decides, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, as James said, there's no skills. Um, it's just done in that way that he mentioned, but. Um, combat basically works in a very simple way. There's no battle maps in this. None. None it's, at all. Um, boy. It's done in that old school way that things like Middle Earth role playing or um, uh, AD&D was done where you, you had no battle maps. Some people disagree with that because um, people used to get into arguments about positioning. No. But uh, the only time I ever hear about that is when it was people with, uh, that were kids. Loud at. Yeah. So I, I, we haven't had a problem with it. <laughs> no, not I, I always find um, Eli Kurtz once said on uh, The Wild Die that he said he, t- he tends to be more forgiving if he's DMing and uh, it's theory of the mind. And I'm the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah if somebody true. If somebody tells me uh, no, I was, I was, I would have been near nearby. I'm, I'm usually just like, yeah, fine. Yeah. Because like if somebody's, um, if you're all in the room and well, you... it's difficult to keep track of, isn't it? You know, if we got, you know, we have uh, that day we had uh, fuck five players at the table, um, and then it's just yeah, everyone's eighteen speaking, characters. Everyone's speaking about, about logistics. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just like all right. No, it's like no, no, no. I went, I went this direction. It's like oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just easier to. Yeah, do it I that mean, way. if 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 somebody says um, that yeah, they're somewhere and they could have been there, you know, I'm keeping track of it, and that's fine. And I think that it works. Um, the and additionally, yeah, you you um to hit somebody is quite simple. You roll your melee attack and against their AC. Um, same goes for ranged, and your bonuses are depend dependent on um, strength or agility, same as normal. Um, for for damage, so it's it's just nice and simple. Um, with regards to the magic, the magic is one of the things I, I really, really like um, because it works in a very, very cool way. So if you're a wizard, mm-hmm. um, you can have a have a patron. Now, this is one of the things you had when you played a magic user in one of the previous games, Nick. I had a frog god, didn't I? Yeah, called Bobugbabil. Bobugbabil. <laughs> yeah. Now, the patrons are pretty fucking cool. So yep. you've got things like, um, uh, what are they called? The Three Fates, I think they're called. Or the King of Elfland, or Sezrakan. They're they're like these really cool things. Yeah. So a patron is somebody that can help you with your magic. So they um, can be in the. Uh, they, they can. The, uh, the, the main word in that. <laughs> but Bugba Bilks, for example, he he might he might decide to help you, or he might decide to hinder you in some way. Uh-huh. But you don't necessarily have to have a patron, but you can if you ha- if you get the invoke patron skill. Mm-hmm. Now, magic is something that is like very very hard to come by. It's usually something you have to go on a quest to get. You don't you don't just have it. If you if you become a wizard at level one and you've never encountered a spell. Well, yeah, you're sure you're a wizard. You pick the wizard class, but all that means is you've put on a robe and grown a beard. <laughs> I'm a wizard now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pick the wizard class. It means you can learn spells because you've read a book about how to learn spells. So you but, have the capacity to learn. But, exactly, yeah. but you need to go on a quest to learn spells. Now, as luck will have it, in this level zero dungeon, Nick, you found a horn, which adds, which gives you something. And, and a tome. A, and a tome, which mm. also gives you something. I'm not going to spoil it. No. Um, but... The cool thing is, is that say for instance, um, yeah, you you might have to, yeah, you you might have to learn learn a spell by going on a quest or something like this. It's rare. So now these patrons, for example, you can get a patron spell from them, and you can invoke them uh, a number of times per day, depending on how much they like you. <laughs> now that's that's oh, you again. So for example, your your one Bobugba Bills when you had him, <laughs> you you could you could roll that one, once a day. Love saying that name. <laughs> um, you could roll that one 
once a day. Yep. And when you rolled it, didn't he make a swarm of flies appear around the enemy? Yeah, I think so. Because um, I, I, cool. I didn't roll great. So he was not He was a bit peed that he'd been dragged out, but he still helped me out. But yeah, he was a bit like, if you do that again, you're in trouble. Because yeah. I was in the middle of something. <laughs> he, was, he was like, you're a gun. Yeah, what now? Um, so yeah, th- things like that. And then um, the spells, the way they work is that you roll on a table every single time. Now, it sounds annoying, but all you need to do is print the sheet off, yep. have it with your character, you roll a d20, and then depending on what number you get, the sheet tells you what happens. So, for example, Smart. the fire, the fireball, it can be that if you roll an 11, which is usually a success, I believe, uh, might be a 12, mm-hmm. so that, that, that'll be a success, you do 1d6 damage, normal fireball damage. Let's say you roll a 14 or above, that'll be, you can do two fireballs and hold them at two separate enemies. Yeah. Let's say you roll a 20, that can be, you, you um, can set an entire room on fire. Let's say you roll a 25, that could be that you um, can nuke a town or something like this. <laughs> yeah. It gets crazy. So the effects, it's not just that you do more damage, it's that the effects differ depending on how how much you roll. Yeah. And it gets, it's very, very creative. I mean, whoever wrote those probably had a fucking big job on their hands, but uh-huh. even even minor spells like Fireball or Sleep have just a, a numerous effects depending on how well you do. If you roll, um, yeah, on the table, if you roll a one or between a two and an 11, on that spell, that means you lose the spell for that day. Oh my god! Yeah. So that means it's it's quite risky. So using a spell at any time means that like you you can just lose it. Um, but if you roll a one, you gain a point of corruption. Now what this means is that basically um, you you then roll on this corruption table. So what this is is like the character develops horrid. You could you could have things like character develops horrid pustules on his face, <laughs> or Character yeah. develops painful lesions on his chest legs and open sores on his hands that <gasps> do not heal. Oh my god! <laughs> character's, character's hair is suffused with dark energy. Roll 1d4, and then your hair turns white, turns pitch black, oh, hair kids. falls out completely, or <laughs> hair sticks straight up. So, <laughs> basically, the, the, be- the better the wizard, or the longer a wizard's been alive, the yeah. more fucked up he's going to look. And look, there's a, there's like a, a diagram here that shows you... That's amazing. Oh <laughs> look at the bottom right. Like the, the, like the evolution down there. of a wizard. <laughs> so, ideally, like, the... the, the um, the sort of longer that the you've been alive, the more crit fails that you're going to have with your spells, the more corrupt you're going to be. I mean, between a two and 11, you lose the spell for a day. But, but you get a one, you can have a misfire, corruption, or patron taint. So your mm-hmm. patron could get annoyed at you for fucking up. Yep. So the bugmobiles might be like, you've, <laughs> you've really done a bad job there. I mean, you've, you've really fucked it up. Summon me for this? Really? Yeah. You, you bitch. Have some boils. Yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty cool like that. And, and like, there's these little systems... They sound like a little bit complicated, but they're not. They're simple because the when you print off the spell, it tells you what happens. So it'll be like, you rolled a one. Corruption, misfire. You rolled a one. Deity disapproval. Simple. Uh-huh. So it's really, really nice and easy. Overall, the book, um, what what, are, what do you guys um, make of it? I mean, Nick, you've had a little look at it. It's, it's, a, it's a book come doorstop. It's, it's a house, mate. It's, it's a it's a building block. It's amazing. Houses. I'm it's just about to order it myself huge. because it's currently on 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 a very good offer. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Leisure Games have got it cheap, haven't they? Twenty one quid, mate. It's incredible, is it? I think we've already checked the page count. It's about four hundred eight pages, something like something that. Something like that. It's pretty. It's great. so big. It requires two bookmarks. Yeah, it's got two. Bookmarks. Oh, it has. Yeah, boy. Oh, that's so cool. The DM screen's pretty cracking as well. It's called Classic RPG Judges Screen. Yeah, yeah. You're called the judge in this game. I like it. 
So um, the, the book for, for players um, in there, I think that you've got a cracking amount of information. It's, it's got, I Is think, that the player's handbook in there as well, yeah? Yeah, it's all in there. Wicked. It's an all-in-one book. Nice. You've got um, just a stupid amount of spells, yeah. um, uh, just a ridiculous amount of information for each class, mm-hmm. just a shit amount of... Uh, well, no, not shit. Just shit ton. <laughs> just shit ton. Just there's just fold-out page tables, all sorts. Oh, yeah, that's fucking sweet as shit, mate. Yeah, yeah so... I, I think, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful it book. It really is. It's so well I think it's safe well. to say Goodman yeah. Games don't release shit stuff. I mean, all their stuff I've seen has been incredible. We've got the How to Write um, a dun- uh, uh, how to write Adventures That Don't Suck. Yeah. Same kind of art, same kind of and style. It's so cool. Not to mention, the um, the information for DMs in here is um, spectacular too. You've mm-hmm. got um, information on magic items. There's, there's specifically, I think this is pretty funny, but also pretty useful as well. Um, a whole section on how to make magic swords because it's like it's like that whole cliche about um, how in RPGs and and fantasy worlds every single sword um, has magical properties Um, so it's just like it's specifically sword magic swords that's pretty cool but then you've got um, information on how to travel um, you know above ground and below ground how to how to um, uh, how travel is done in general you've got information on how to do uh, different types of adventures you've got information on how to create your own dungeons there's a whole bestiary in there as well as um, uh, an adventure that takes you all the way up to level eight. A Incredible content. value for money. Then. Yeah, it really it's is. It's amazing. So the DM section alone is is just like incredible. They could have easily split this into two books and it would made more it. money, but they didn't. Yes. Yeah, because they're not pricks. Take note, Mister Jackson. Tell <laughs> <laughs> you that, Steve. <laughs> Who do you think you are? You're not a good man. Hacking your man games. Up. Yeah, exa- exactly. So Goodman Games actually live up to their name. They, they are, do. Man. They are good, good men. men. They're yeah. good men. But um, they need to stop being so bloody sexist and hire some good women. <laughs> There's some good women yeah. too. Yeah. I swear, well out of order. Um, so and in in a conclusion, right? Right. I just want to say uh, yeah, yeah. the uh, one last thing I want to talk about is uh, the additional materials. I've got two modules for this. Yes, so you do, and I think they're really good. Mm-hmm. But we've just ordered because we're going to be doing yes. an actual play yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is sort of a bit of an announcement because what we're going to be doing is we're going to be changing up the schedule for tabletop twats a little bit, yo, and we're going to be yo. doing an ongoing actual play of Dungeon Crawl Classics with these two as the players yeah. and me as the DM. Yeah. So you've asked for it, you're going to get it. You've sold it out. There's a lot of people that are just like... <laughs> it's not left. Just like, I want... I want uh, I thought this was an actual play. Well, you're going to get some actual yeah, plays. Yeah, so there was people asking for more actual plays, or yeah, yeah. Or, there's a comment we had about it, hoping it was an so, actual play, and now we're going to give you some serious actual play. Yeah, some guy said last week about Gen Lab Alpha. <laughs> I thought this was an a, an actual play. It doesn't right. just say it's a it's in the It didn't say actual play on there, you dickhead. So, <laughs> so what what made you think that? You fucking, I, I forgot to put it in the feedback section. So, yeah. no, so when next next week, uh, not next week, but next episode, when you see Dungeon Crawl Classics actual play, yeah. right, that'll be a clue. Okay, that'll be the clue. <laughs> that'll definitely be it. So we're gonna start that. And what we've done is we bought the Dungeon Crawl Classics treasure chest. Yeah. yeah. And we are going to play through that. 
Yeah, boy. And, and it's going to be sick. There's so ten... thank you very much, Patreons. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Um, because that that was down to you. We couldn't have bought that otherwise. And mm-hmm. we're going to uh, we're going to play through that, and we're going to have hopefully the same two characters. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not going to happen. Nope. But um, we're going to try our fucking darndest. So you'll get a real taste for for Dungeon Crawl Classic. Yeah, and we we're going to it's going to be fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hopefully um, have patrons as uh, characters yes. in the story. Um, yeah. So as NPCs. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but the, the uh, additional material for it is fucking great. It is really, really good value for money um, because the artwork and the adventures are so spectacularly written and well made mm-hmm. that it's just brilliant. On the um, on the intrigue in the court of chaos one, you had player handouts. Yeah. Um, you had you had these amazing maps. The adventure itself was spectacular. You get to play though if you like. Yeah, replayability as well. Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah. Yeah, totally. So yeah, I would say. Uh, spectacular game I love it well I've never played I've never played AD&D or D&D um, and I'm kind of glad that my first outing into like proper old school style is being Dungeon Crawl Classic yeah. yeah 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 um, yeah no, it's, it, DCC is wicked because I've got no preconceptions I've just gone straight into it and I like it I, li- I like it I like it well James you've played a fuckload uh, well we, we've all played a fuckload of Pathfinder which is yeah. mm. basically 3.5 and yeah. and this I think is, is a little bit of a breath of fresh air James, yeah. James you agree Completely. Uh, again, it all just goes to the elegancy of the, you know, there's no skills, right? So it's f- fucking easy they to know roll what doing, for. Don't they? Yeah. It's just like, you just need to know what their job is. Done. Yeah. Mm, and it's it. just so quick and easy. Sometimes, you know, yeah, some, you know, I do love Pathfinder, but sometimes the character sheets have got so many skills and that. Oh, and yeah. It's just like, oh, way down there. Oh, yeah, that's that. And yeah. It's, it's yeah. just, yeah, it sort of takes the fun out of it sometimes. Whereas this is just constant. There's no sort of downtime. Yeah, there never was, was there? No. That's a good point. There was never downtime. And I feel like you really need to use your brain in some of them. Like, you're walking in and be like, what is this puzzle? Like, it's intriguing. Yeah, you get yeah, to spend yeah, more yeah. time on the puzzle yeah, than you like, do than thinking of what your character's going to do. Yeah, I exactly. Like, I feel like whoever designs these um, get, uh, adventures as well, I've never... This is the only game where I haven't, haven't even been tempted to make my own stuff. Yeah. Because I feel like whoever designs these adventures... Um, whenever you you get munched in a dungeon, mm-hmm. it's your fault. It's not. It's never going to be. Um, yeah. It's never because it's unfair and cheap. You know, and yeah. I feel like their game design is so well made that I never feel like I need to make my own stuff because oh, I'm yeah. like I don't think I could do as good a job as yeah. them. No need I, to customize like, it. I'm just like fuck it. Do you do it? Like, yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. You're clearly good at good at it. So and, carry and on. That's to me. That's an incentive to buy it because yeah. usually I want. I don't want to buy the the pre-mades because I want to save money. And I think that I could do a better job of tailoring fun stuff to you guys. But yeah. this is but worth in this it case, as well. I feel like it's it is actually the sort of flavour you guys like. So for a brand with- new GM as well job's done for you you don't have to start worrying about totally. writing your own stuff if it's going to be good or not rely on the book because the book's got you covered yeah 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 totally so everyone overall um, give, give it a, give it the old tabletop twats this is something we always do we've always done it since the beginning so yeah. give it the old tabletop twats star rating I'll give it I'll give it yeah I'll give it enough J- James gives it yeah I'll, I'll give it enough I'm going to give it three yes I'm going to give it enough oh, three you give it enough no. I'll give it three yes okay so that's DCC guys go out and buy it we buy say. it now but don't buy it before I buy it because it's on a good deal on Ledger Games. Yeah, quickly get at it because <laughs> yeah, they've probably only got I'm one copy. Right Alright, I'm going for a piss. Good lad. Right. Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges.
the Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> Welcome, one and all. Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. So this week, I set us all a challenge to do a uh, poetry slam. The one rule of this is that it had to be out about RPGs, and you have to have to when you deliver your poem, you have to do it hundred percent seriously. Like you're at an open mic night and a bunch of people are watching. All right? Bosh. Okay. So, Nick. Without further ado. Pretend you're taking the stage. Has it got the title? RPG poem. <laughs> well, you have to, well, you have to get up on the stage and announce it. <clears throat> um, hello, my name's uh, Nick Lamley and this is RPG poem. Picture this, if you will. A boy walking up a hill. No, not a hill. Maybe something that seems a little more real. Perhaps a dark dungeon, or even a light dungeon. The point remains the same. You can do anything you put your mind to, and it never has to be tame. I guess what I'm trying to get at is that anything is real when you RPG. Remember this, because this is the key. So, this key of which I speak can only open a certain keep. And that keep, of course, is, you guessed it, your very own brain box. The power of your source. Now, your brain box has unimaginable unimaginable power. Ironic when this whole poem is about imagination, but the message remains the same. If you can think it, then you can do it. So don't be tame. Jump on that train. Take no guff from the man. You are who you are. Keep that inside next time you take the ride or go on a bus or go to work. And just remember that you hold the key, the keep and the power. You live in a better world than normal folk because you are an adventurer and you know the world is full of opportunity and dragons and whatever else you may choose to conceive. You, my gamer chum, you see the world with a different style, a different scrum. Maybe, <laughs> right or wrong, adventures always call for you. So go on and be whoever you want to be. And know this, you're not just some boy walking up a hill. You are everything and so much more. James Clark and this is this is my this is my poem twisting and turning the never-ending yearning it's burning the rush of the feeling of hang decisions and actions determined by fractions the weight of the weights can be somber or merry like the taste of a jerry from unknown origin Ultimate goals, sometimes unforetold, come into existence as if plucked from a tree. Rows upon rows upon rows upon rows, striving towards a natural twenty. Good evening, everyone. This is my poem. It's called The RPG Theme Park. As I approached the entrance with signs boasting fun and whimsy, a man attended the gate. I sidled up and greeted him by simply saying, All right, mate. How much it's free, came his reply, cutting me short. Oh, brilliant, I replied, taken aback, but nonetheless giving a happy retort. He motioned with his hand to a roller coaster a short walk away, and I obliged. With a merry skip in my step, I pressed on, wondering what I would find. The coaster was a tangling gargantuan of steel, a wonder to see, with a sign overhead that read Dungeons and Dragons Edition 5e. An attendant stood by, next to a cash register, that'll be £25. I gasped, what an expenditure. 
but nonetheless, the ride looked like a real crowd pleaser, so I reached into my purse and swiped my visa. As the ride began, it was full of twists and turns, a thrilling time. There were fireworks, fake goblins, and water and slime. By the halfway point, the passengers were a total mess, but we didn't care. We were so fully impressed, and then the ride stopped. Excuse me, sir, I yelled to the attendant. Is there something wrong with the ride? Nah, mate, that was the player's handbook. For the rest, you gotta buy the DM guide. It was at this time I noticed a compartment by my knees, a small print sign which I decided to read. We hope you've enjoyed 50% of the fun, but 25 more must be paid. Please insert your card below to avoid being delayed. The rest of the ride was fun, of course, but I looped a looped with a frown, because I was one ride in and I was 50 quid down. I got off the ride and passed the attendant scowling at his stupid grinning head. Perhaps you could try one of the other wizards of the coast rides in step fuck off. In the distance I saw a weird big house looking thing, a spooky looking ride. With a dejected gait I pressed on, wondering what I would find. Come one, come all, you'll squeal like a mouse, yelled the attendant at the call of Cthulhu's 6th edition haunted house. Well that sounds like fun, I said. Sign me up, excited and giddy. And he said, I hope you're ready for those trousers to get all shitty. <laughs> As I walked in, I was met with many horrors, all fake of course, but the darkness and sounds all made for a powerful force. I was scared shitless, running and screaming, it was such incredible fun, but before I knew it, the experience was done. My word, I said to the ridesman, that was utterly fantastic. You could barely even tell the Leng spiders were plastic. I have to go again, take my money and open the doors, I don't even care if I shit my drawers. <laughs> And with that, I went again, running through. It was pretty good, except I kind of knew what to expect, so it was just pretty good. It's still very well made, and I appreciate the beasts and the grime. Maybe I should have waited longer before going on a second time. <laughs> Around the corner, I saw another roller coaster, gigantic and wide. Another fantasy-based ride. Determined to have a good time, I pressed on, wondering what I would find. I walked up to the ride, the biggest yet, called Dungeon Crawl Classics. I looked up in amazement at the sheer size of this Jurassic, monolithic ride that dominated near half the RPG theme park. In a self-assured way, the ride's attendant started up. Yes, hark! Its beauty is something to truly hold dear. So wonderful in splendor, it's almost something to fear. That'll be 25 quid to ride, please. The moment was broken by the bull's charge of capitalism, but I paid and boarded the front cart. The roller coaster blasted forward through some vines and got off to a fast start. Instantly, we were taken to a tropical jungle where a giant ape swung past, the illusion of the animatronics helped by a blast of hot air from its arse. Then the cart shot forward and down into a dungeon of a war wizard. We ducked as we dodged thrown spears from four lizards. Then a gigantic boss blocked the way as our carriage had seemingly run out of track, and we all gasped as we began to move back. But it was merely to get a run-up as we pelted forward faster than before, and our cart flew off the tracks and threw the boss, smashing him onto the floor. We landed next in an icy tundra where the snow was fresh, and we screamed as a yeti chased us hungry for our flesh. I won't spoil you with the details and ruin all the rest, but suffice to say, it went on for ages, and it was the fucking best. As I dismounted the DCC, a happy spring in my stride, I glanced around the park and saw plenty of other rides, but I just said, nah, I have nothing else to find. Um, but yeah, well done, guys. So that was our, that was our poems. That's quite fun. Maybe we'll bring that back. It was quite entertaining. I enjoyed. Do, I, did, I, mean, mm. I, mean, I did enjoy doing that. I, d I enjoyed writing them. 
I didn't get as nervous as song fight. I like I don't know. Oh yeah, because you don't you didn't have to do a song. You just yeah. sit down and write something. It's cool. But yeah, so um, listeners, is it, uh, vote for which one you like. Somehow, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we we'll do a vote. We we'll put a vote up. And actually, yeah, yeah. If you if you did like this section and you'd want to see it come back, if you like, sorry, the challenge itself. Let us know. And Let if you'd know. like to challenge us by sending your own poems, yeah, in, please do. Do that. Yeah, send in your own poems. We'll read them out next time. But and maybe we'll squeeze a prize out. Exactly, we'll squeeze a prize out. <laughs> Here you go, have that. Yeah. <laughs> There's your prize, go fuck yourself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, right, next up, we've got a little segment. And design guides. See you in a minute. We got ideas that come out the wazoo. So we'll talk about them now and give them to you. That's what this segment is. We come up with new games like, I don't know, The Hunger James. People with the same name in an arena fight to the death. As ideas go, it's not one of my best. The segment's called The Game Design Guys. Best idea gets a game design prize. All right, so game design guys. I bought the book. Yes. Good one, Nick. Okay, so you've just bought Dungeon Call Classics. Yeah. All right, so uh, announcement. And it's getting delivered to work. So. <laughs> Nick, Nick just bought Dungeon Crawl Classics. Podbot. Good. But that's got fuck all to do with this segment, which is game design, guys. Where we realise, we realise, listeners, that we um, are the best game designers on the planet. Yeah. So we're going to come up with some ideas for you now. No, that sounds arrogant, but we are. So um, The undiscovered... Geniuses. Geniuses. Yeah. We're basically Gary Gygax times a million. So um, we're going to come up with some amazing game ideas for you right now. So who wants to go first? Nick? Uh, yeah, I don't mind going first. Oh. So um, sticking with the whole revival theme yep. um, got me to thinking. And um, one of the games that I played as a kid that I absolutely loved was Atmosphere. Does anyone remember Atmosphere? Yeah, man, I remember that. Okay, yeah. so it's almost like, um, I suppose, looking at it from a, uh, an RPG perspective, it kind of is like having a games master, if you like, but yeah. a, a video one. And, and I thought, well, I, I like that. I really liked that idea. And that, when I was a kid, that really excited me about, like, you know, actually having a, a person on a screen telling you what to do. Yeah, for those that don't know, it was, a, it was a board game where you put a VHS yeah. into into a, um, a a VHS machine, and then exactly. the, uh, the the sort of this weird creepy guy would tell you stuff to do on the screen. It would be like whoever whoever has the oldest age has to do this now. Um, so anyway, so idea. the idea is is incorporating that kind of element into an RPG. So to bring it into the the, the modern world, I'm assuming that like maybe you could get like a, a memory stick that comes with the core rules, right? That you could plug into a laptop and then. Inside that memory card is a universe of little scenes from NPCs, maybe even a, a boss or two with like a build-up before. And I think it like might add to the game a little bit. So if you walk into a certain situation, you just press, uh, you know, track seven. It tells you in the book, go to track 17. And then you press track 17 on the memory card, and then a little video will come up. The guy's in full outfit, reel off a little speech line, and it'll just give a kind of extra element to an RPG not saying it would make the art game better but I think it's something different it can certainly be immersive I mean there are certain things that have tried that before I remember in um, Planescape they had these things that were I can't remember what they were they were skulls that were sort of like audio guides oh right, right? Yeah, yeah yeah I think it was skulls and um, they, they released it as an audio CD they've only ever done things like this and they've only ever been done badly right so it would be nice to be, see, see somebody do it well yeah let's say if in your universe adventures uh, each adventure came with the USB stick exactly that'd be quite funny and also, also <laughs> certain deaths might be quite funny <laughs> yeah. so so if you die in a certain way in this dungeon there's, it's preset to show a little kind of uh, video of maybe just a guy in a suit being like just get and then all of a sudden it gets split in half and it's like you die well it kind yeah. of it will allow the tabletop RPGers to um, have a 
more taste of LARPing in video yeah, format. Yeah, exactly. You know, and um, I don't know, but yeah, I thought it might be quite fun. I'm envisioning um, a sort of lost tapes mechanic on a sci-fi Ooh, setting. Ooh, that would be like cool. This. Yeah, that would be really cool. So that's a, that's quite a nice Almost idea. like a prop as well. Like you discover this tape, you bang it on, it's like a video of what happened to like, I don't know, the people yeah. you're investigating. That's actually a very good idea. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go in with one because I've got two. So I'm going okay. to go in with one and then I'll, I'll, and I'll give you my, my actually decent one in okay. a bit because this one's shit. Um, <laughs> go on. Going with the theme of revival as well. Old school revival, fuck that. Future school revival. Okay, so what you got to do is um, predict uh, what people are going to do in the future and do that. Okay. Right, James, your idea. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Rewind. Well, it's a well, it's a way to uh, right. Uh, sort of because then you get then you get the ideas people are going to do and do those instead. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right yeah. Cool, got it, mate. Yep. Alright, cool. Mine's is uh, RLRPG, which stands for Real Life RPG. Alright? So you've invented LARPing? No, (laughs) yeah, but in. Yeah, Yeah, but no. Yeah, but but specifically just for um, sort of mundane tasks, like the idea in this is so you, that, we have to go to yours, do your watching. No, 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 wait, wait. The, the best the best setting for this, right, is either if you play it with your um, with your partner, or if you if you live with a mate, or if you're on holiday and clean your house, right, or if you're on holiday together, right, then it's like the mundane task, like you got to put your socks on. So you grab. I don't you, know, but that's not mundane XP. for me. You, you roll from a table, and it determines how. And now, so one of them may be like, all right, so you have to cut the toes off and then put it on back to front, right? And then that's it. You have to wear them for the day. And, that, and that's it. Or like, you know, you have to eat breakfast. And what's for, what's for breakfast? Toast, but raw toast, so bread. And then, <laughs> raw, raw toast. Well, I hate raw toast. <laughs> it's the worst. Wait, so everything you do in your life, you have to roll for it. And no, then just, that- just sort of like the mundane task. So like the beginning of, if someone's like fucking bored, they're like, you know, they hate the mornings, then this will make it a little bit fun. But like, how do you do- win? Well, it's literally you just like you just you win life. You win by, by being enjoying alive. yourself. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because because if if you if you lose everything, every mundane task is going to be unpleasant. So yeah, winning is by just having a nice time for your yeah. life. And then it's just, it's <laughs> can't, just like, can't argue you know, it's like have cold have cold porridge or like you have to eat if you have toast. cereal, right? You have to drink your cereal and eat your coffee. So you have to figure uh, that out. You know. Well, just, eat your coffee with a spoon, like it's soup. Yeah. Oh, do like so Mr. Bean stuff. You know, something funny like that. And obviously, you have to play it with someone so they can witness all this happening. You know, and they have to do it too. So, what if fun. what if you're playing with your wife? And well, that's what James is saying. Yeah. So part. If he's playing the so, bedtime, so, bedtime part. No, it's mundane. Ta- oh, okay, mundane task. All right, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're playing, no, well, you could decide on the levels because there's easy, yeah. easy, medium, and high. So easy is mundane tasks. Yeah. Medium is you then do Work. it with. No, 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 no. Medium is where you do it with like tasks involving your missus as well. So like that might be the sexy time. That might be also when you're going out and for a meal to, to the cinema yeah. and to the meal. Yeah. And then hard is where you have to do it at your job as well. Yeah. Like, like, do, do, for do a job in, you go for a job interview. <laughs> yeah. like, you have to wear a funny hat. Like, Tie oh, on yeah. your head. And, and, and like, very hard is is also like when you're talking to the CEO of your sack company. Sackable offence kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've got a fake moustache. So, on, so, so you, go, like, you go to work and you're speaking to your boss and your boss is like, yeah, he's like, um, hey, James, you've got that run down I asked for and you roll a D20 on the desk and you're like, Fuck uh, off! It's fuck in your ass. ass. <laughs> <laughs> I roll a d twenty, and then I just like, oh, oh, I have to do this. Take my trousers down, and start pissing on him. And, yeah, but you're also on a call to your uh, like a call I'm to, doing your, it. to your wife <laughs> at the time. I'm doing it, and your voice is like, "What's that?" And you're like, "Fuck off! It's a game. Like, I'm sorry. Fuck off! <laughs> I have to do this as part of as part of rule rubbing." 
and he's like, what's rude with Pook? <laughs> Mr. Clark, I can't, I, can't, I can't tell you, I'm in very hard mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Available at your local store. So hit points would be you. No, hit points. No, the hit points. Whether or not you you do it or not, and if you don't do it, then you know you you just it's just like one of those old you know the circle game. It's just like what circle? You you lose as because you fucking dick. Hit hit points. Hit points is when you have when your life is ruined and you finally put the shotgun in your mouth. (laughs) You lose. (laughs) Boom. Okay, I like it. What's it called? What's this game called? It's called Real Life RPG. It's like GURPS. Nobody says the real name. Okay, cool. So my real one, I've called it 2057 Land of Fantasy. Uh Um, Now, it's got a sort of a generic name, right? I've called it Land of Fantasy because um, I tried to give it the most generic multiplayer online fantasy game I could. So I called it Land of Fantasy. (laughs) Now, the idea is is that you have a character sheet that resembles a laptop, right? Okay. Now, it's a LARPing game, so it will be done, resolved without dice rolls. And I haven't thought of a system because I haven't really LARPed that much, but it'll maybe be like a Rochambeau type thing, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, the idea is, is that the room that you're playing in is an internet cafe and you're all participating in uh, an online game. So when you get up, uh, the desk that you're sitting at is is um, a bay of computers and your character sheet is a laptop, right? Okay. Um, so your character has, has stats and you're playing a character and when you stand up, that's you getting up away from the desk. You can leave the room. That means you're going out of the internet cafe, things like this, right? Mm-hmm. But when you then play a an RPG, a tabletop RPG, you flip your character sheet over and you have like, let's say, Dungeon Crawl Classics type stats and then that's you playing an online game together. Okay. Mm. So that means you're going in and then playing an online game together and you have avatars and your voice changes and you're now playing this online game together. Now, story-wise, I'm thinking you might have things such as... Uh, it'll be It's inspired by Dot Hack a little bit. So you might have things such as... Um, there's people in the game that are dying in real life when they log into the game. So you're basically putting a headset on, logging into this online game, and you're playing this this online game. Like it. So the LARPing section is when you log out of the online game, and the RPG section is when you're playing the online kind game. Kind of like and it's got a, a Ready Player One feel to it. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But you're playing, yeah, you're playing with minis and and playing a fantasy game when you're playing the online game, and you're larping when you're playing in the internet cafe. I'd play that. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely <laughs> think it sounds like a, a good laugh, and it's yeah. something that I've wanted to run for a while. So I thought that's that, cool. And Quite I, interesting how we both did put larping in. Yours is less laughing, more life destruction. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Just living. Real life. Less laughing, more living. Destruction. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I called it 2057 because that would be the year it's set in and then Land of Fantasy because it's the the name of the game because I wanted to give it like a really generic name. Yeah, nice. cool, man. Um, and I think that it would be kind of, there would be some drama going on in the game that's affecting real life, which means you have to log out. And I thought yeah. as a storyline, it might be something along the lines of Maybe um, gaming's been banned and you do it underground. Well, I was thinking maybe that, that people are... Because uh, in Dot .hack, this is something that happens where people are dying. Uh, something is causing headsets to kill... The headsets that you wear to play the game mm. or, or the laptops that you use to play the game to kill the players in real life somehow, right? And people are seeing these weird occurrences. And whenever um, this happens, you might have to quickly log out. Yeah. And yeah, as yeah. a result, you'll just close your laptop. I fold your character sheet up. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Ugh! It's like and the virus has been like, initiated. Who died? Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, I got out quick. I yeah, logged yeah. out. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So I think that'd be really fun. But it's kind of a serious idea. It's not as funny as your guys, so sorry about that. No, I like it. But good. Future School Revival, that's a good one. 
<laughs> so yeah, and those are some really good ideas. If you wanna, if you wanna use those guys, we we are the best game designers in the, the best. world. So if you'd yeah. like to employ us, publishing companies, yeah, uh, we're, we're actually the coast. free agents. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Please contact us if you'd like to use any of those. We do charge high prices, lots of high prices for high quality. Exactly. Yeah. So we the game design guys. Yeah, yeah. In the future, you will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. So this is the Electro Letters where we take your mail from around the intertubes and we read them out. Now this week, um, obviously with the uh, revival theme, we um, asked you guys for um, uh, what's your what's your sort of old school gaming things that you would like to see brought back. Yeah, or the things that you are glad that are dead. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, the first one comes in from Terry Hansen. Nick, you want to read that? Terry says, um, "Taco, Thaco, very, eh? Thaco." Oh. Uh, and Terry Hansen says, "Thaco, very glad that's dead." Now you're going to, have to explain to me what the hell that is. Um, so Thaco was was sort of like the um, the sort of old way that you would um, would you work out how pe- how you would get hit oh, in, right. in old school um, in old school D and D. Um, as far as I, I recall, it would be you would take away the to hit it stands for to hit armor class zero. Oh, okay. So basically, um, it would be as far as I recall, you would you would minus the to hit armor class zero from the enemy's AC. Then that would then you'd roll the d twenty to hit, and then that would be the number that you would have to beat in order to hit the enemy. Oh wow! So every time. God. It, it was fucking annoying. God, it was it's fu- like confirming the crit. That sounds like as bad as that. Uh, it was worse, man. Oh god. It, I think that's if I'm recalling correctly, that was how it was done. So it was, yeah, it was, yeah. To, no, it was um, to hit armor class zero minus AC equals the roll needed to hit. Yeah, so that's what it was. So every time you wanted to hit somebody, that's that's what you needed to do. Oh man. It was oh, it's fucking horrible. It's so, shit down, yeah, so Thacko, mate. Thacko can fuck off, mate. Yeah, fuck off, mate. <laughs> Next one. Yep. Mr. Lena. Owen Lean. Yes, he says, old school gaming thing I'd like to be brought back. Gary Gygax. Too soon? Nah, he's, he's been gone too long, mate. Uh, Gary Gygax, he's he's a legend, mate, and he we've got him to thank for all of our uh, all of our wonderful hobbies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he, he's amazing, but... Thing is, though, you know when somebody invents something, but then people take that and do better with it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, thank yeah, you, yeah. thank, thank you, Lord Gygax. Thanks for the blueprint. But uh, you did invent Thaco, so, <laughs> so <laughs> you know he's he's in the great Thaco in the sky now, and it's <laughs> you know Thaco about it. Okay, so the next one comes in from Conrad Erasmus Neubert, and he says, "I often really miss." The really, really stereotypical fantasy, Tolkienish, but more like older D and D version. Elves are good, orcs are bad, dwarves are Scottish, or in German context, dwarves are Bavarian. I don't play slash run D and D anymore, and my players are not that much into all those simple stereotypes. But I sometimes miss them very much, like right now. I really want to shoot a bow playing an elf again. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I sometimes get that urge. I did say in the car the other day um, when we started playing DCC, I was like, oh, so, so good to get back into a bit of fantasy again, mm. you know? 
because I'm 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 a typical nerd at heart, you know. Fantasy is my thing, and and when yeah. I get back into it, I do feel like it's an, a warm bath. It is, you good know. Fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do love it. The magic. I like the magic. It, it's is. Uh, what, what do you think, James? Is are you the same? Do you miss fantasy when you're not playing it, or do you just not care? No, well, I said earlier, like you know, I think I think it's actually been a little while since we have played your stereotypical fantasy stuff. Like all the fantasies we've done hasn't been your your stereotypical no. character. We've been out in, in the world, world playing we've new been, games. We've been doing like you know, our characters have all been really fucked up in our fantasy world. So <laughs> it it may be nice. I'm not sure for a long campaign. We did when we did uh, Pathfinder pre pre all of this. It was me, you, and Sean. That was we were stereotypical in that. Yeah, that was awesome. Though. Yeah, that was that was typical. I mean, we had we we, we had like uh, clerics and and you know Dwarf, uh, dwarves yeah. and all of this stuff, and, and they were perfectly. It was that was portrayed. just us three, yeah. And it was that was a very typical campaign. But then w- the one we did recently, I kind of because we had one character playing gunslinger. Uh-huh. I wanted to have a bit more justification for uh, the. Um, abundance, not abundance, but the existence of guns, and so I had a, a sort of whole community based around the worship of old machinery and mm-hmm. guns, um, things like this. I'm not even sure if that's how how Pathfinder does it in the law, but that's how I did it. Yeah, and I thought it was fun. Um, but the the thing is, like, that's not your typical fantasy. And we had we had stuff, uh, you know, from from eons past, you know, all this old technology that was that was like guns and stuff like this, and so it was kind of very different, wasn't it? And so I think that like yeah, we we haven't done stereotypical fantasy, and with this DCC that we've been playing, yeah, that's proper, yes, it's yeah. proper stereotype, yeah. isn't it? But it is it is quite fun just to yeah, play that once in a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. Um, but he follows up. Question: How old are the three of you? Either either each one of you or all three of you added up. <laughs> I mean, it's going to get personal if you keep asking us for questions again and again and again. I don't think that's that personal, but I am 29. I am 28. And I'm 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick's just a little boy. I'm a wee laddie. No, how old are you, Nick? I I'm, don't even know. I'm 33. 33, man. 33 shit. <laughs> I was oh born in 1984. Yeah. I was close. I'm You're an old, old guy. Old man. Hey, Nick, fuck off. Yeah, all right. Old, old man, Nick. Old man, old man Nick. Nick. <laughs> yeah, so respect your elders. But it's amazing that we've been playing RPGs for so long. We're only little babbies, really. Yeah. Because we've been playing since we were we were little teens. Babbies. Yeah. But it's funny totally. how, how embryos. I feel I feel like I'm quite experienced in RPGs because of how long we've been playing. But then then like I speak to somebody old guard and they're like, I remember AD and D. You probably don't remember this, Harrison. And I'm like. Fuck you, man! I've been playing for ages. I'm a flipping dice, my dear. Because like my, I met uh, my good buddy Philip Conway uh, when I worked at Evan Cycles and started uh, played a bit of AD and D with him and and stuff like this. So I've had quite a good. But you went to his house, didn't you? Yeah, had quite a good wealth of experience with RPGs. Thankfully, I'm I'm lucky in that regard because in the UK, pretty much it only really sort of like kicked off when Fourth Edition came out, which is mm. which is I guess like, a lot of people see that as unlucky, but I just think it's good that we all managed to be able to play it. Yeah, man. Well, I'm, I'm lucky because we've just had a solid group for a long time. I mean, two and a half years down the yeah, line, man. we still play every week, mm. like, and it's good. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good, depending on your outlook. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, James, you want to read the next one? Uh, so, the uh, next one comes from Tony Fanning, as a Medeus. Uh, old-time gamers from the Midwest, here in the States will remember this one. I want the old venue for Gen Con brought back. Uh, Mil- Milwaukee is such a beautiful city. Yeah, mate, that's my home. That's my home away from home. Milwaukee. 
<laughs> they make good drills. And one of the best cities for conventions. When Gen Con was there, it was pure nerd heaven. Nowadays, in Indianapolis, it's so commercially focused and oh, the crowds God, are ridiculously oh. huge that I just can't get that gaming con feel there anymore. Oh, dear. Oh. You know what, though? I do agree with that because um, we went to uh, we went to Comic Con. Yeah. And it was... Uh, I, I, my, my con of choice, usually, is, uh, is London Anime Con. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I have to say... When I when I was at that um, versus versus Anime Con, which is much smaller, mm. you the, when you get to big crowds, you just it doesn't feel like a convention. It just feels like a big shopping mall. Do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then he continues. Uh, Conversely, one of the things I'm glad is dead and gone is the fact that Gen Con used to be the only gaming convention in the Midwest. Not anymore. We have many different conventions all year round of all shapes and sizes within driving distance. And I can pick and choose which ones to attend each year with relative ease. Hell, there's even a tiny little convention in my hometown every year. Um, Every, sorry, every winter at the local university that I can attend. Yay! Alright, Tony, man, show off, mate. Yeah, mate, yeah, you've you got loads of cons going on. We've got about one and a half. Yeah, you think it's so hard with all your conventions. <laughs> Look at you, all your conventions. Yeah, we've got, we've got like, well, yeah, one and a half conventions. We had to travel all the way up to fucking uh, Leeds or the wherever Badlands it was. or wherever it was. <laughs> yeah, They're sure not easy to get, to get to, really. Mm. But luckily, the one that we are going to in December, Dragon Meat, which looks pretty damn cool, is in London. So, Hell yeah. really happy yeah, about yeah. that one. Um, but the dizzle is, right, is that we don't know what any of that means because it's all in America. But we don't get much of that over here. Cheers, yeah. mate. I would actually like to attend Gen Con just to see what it's like, but the thing is I'm not going to spend all our money to get there. So yeah. if anyone out there would like to make that happen, and a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. Make a wish donation. Any generous listeners. Goodman Games. <laughs> yeah, we, e- we emailed Goodman Games to try and get them to give us a prize to give away on this episode, but their email was so like bafflingly stupid. I don't think that they... they... Understood what it was. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to be funny to sort of keep it light, but I don't yeah. think... I said... Um, You're a good man. I did, yeah, I did make I said I I like that you've named your company after the fact that you've got good men working for it <laughs> or some shit like that <laughs> but yeah uh, and I, then John I Goodman know, was I, like shut up I have seen like Gen Con uh, a lot of people complaining that it's become too commercial and I do mm. agree with that because a lot of these um, conventions are out to make money mm-hmm. and the thing about with um, that I like about London Anime Con is that it, it, it's it's like a niche thing and that's what I liked about it and the same thing goes for Shake On the Savage Worlds convention that I went to that it, sounded re- that sounded like really like really uh, personal intimate thing yeah, yeah yeah and that, that's what I liked about it is that just some friends playing in a pub yeah and that that was it's, it's inevitably going to be a lot smaller and a lot nicer because you get to know everyone yeah exactly and a big one it's just a bunch of people they're in their little cliques and they're going to stay in those little cliques yeah I mean at Anime Con we do a lot of gaming and we'll just we'll just sit down meet a bunch of people and then we'll, we'll shake their hand a bit more intimate isn't it goodbye because yeah. there's a bit less people friend there. making yeah, so JC nice. J- Locke comes in with old school traveller. Would love to see that back in the spotlight. So he's talking about the uh, gypsy community there. And the travellers. An old one. Yeah, just uh, his old school traveller. No. Uh, when I was travelling. I've never played traveller. I'm oh, sure it's good. I've got new school traveller. Uh, I'm sure we'll play it at some point. Yeah, and then he, he follows up number two D's 20 Star Wars. Thank God that's gone. I've heard a lot about that being terrible. <laughs> well, a lot of people say that all of the D20 games that came out during the D20 boom are shite. Like okay. the D20 Cthulhu. Like, why the fuck would that ever come out? Imagine that oh, like yeah. being like an attrition game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, like, you hit Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Laughs. Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> that's his Hawaiian brother. <laughs> 
And we got one last. Uh, we got one last email. Uh, Carlin of the Hill people, Kendrick, uh, comes in with thing I'd like to see brought back: instant death effects. Sure, there are a few games, but back in the day, the wrong saving throw would mean making a new character. Wait a minute, stop there, because yes. I've got this brand new fucking game, right? Right, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. So what's that? For all the Pathfinder um, uh, nerds out there, we got Winter Eternal for Pathfinder. Oh, if you yeah. like instant death effects, well, there's some in here. So um, this game is for uh, Pathfinder, right? Uh, this this, um, this is, it's not a game, right? Because Pathfinder is the game. This is a addition to Pathfinder. Some very handsome man helped with the conversion <laughs> for this, and basically. <laughs> This is a winter setting for Pathfinder where the sun gone and bloody blown up. We talked yep. about this before, but in this, if you're not wearing an ice suit when you're out in the wastes and a super blizzard happens, that's you. Done. You are done. You got fucked. It's like yeah, DC it. 15 fortitude save every uh, 30 seconds or death. You ice cube. Yeah. Yeah. You ice cube, yeah. buddy. <laughs> it, I, I think that's what it is. That's I, nice I, I might be misremembering. Yeah. But um, this this book also, um, shameless shameless plug, uh, it looks fucking amazing. It does. Thanks yeah. to Mornay. He did a new cover for it, which is fucking incredible. And uh, yeah, all the people at Just Insert Imagination, all the great people did a fucking incredible job with this book. And the character so, sheet's pretty sexy too, isn't yeah, it? Some, lo- some uh, handsome Asian bloke worked on that. And don't forget Fatty Field. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? That was that was one of my proudest moments because we all like to wind um, we all like to wind uh, our mate Ryan up and say that he's fat even though he's not fat at all. And um, Mornay asked for we all play tested this and Mornay who um, very kindly uh, published his book and, and stuff like this he he asked for all the play testers and their names and I put Harrison Hunt Sean Hunt James Clark Nick Lamley and Ryan Fatty Field. <laughs> And it's now it's now published in the forever. Yeah, it's and in print, immortalized. Yeah, yeah, Ryan saw that, and he literally just said to me, "Don't worry, mate, I'll get you back." <laughs> <laughs> the sinister, no nice, calm Imagine voice. If Ryan walks in with some book, and it's just got Harrison Wanker written in it, and that's it. It's just like a textbook, and he's written in himself. Harrison the cunt. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny, man. But Wicked. yeah, that, that, if you like instant death effects, it's got a couple in there, and it's Do also it. a very, very good supplement for, for Pathfinder. Yeah, I'm not saying that just because I did the. We're conversion. not biased. No, go check it out. No, no, we, we play tested it, it, it and we it was, had a blast. It was a wicked, awesome. wicked thing to play. Yeah. It was. It is really fun. I didn't write it. Mornay wrote it, and yeah. that's why it's good. Carlin <laughs> um, goes on to say, "Glad is dead." The need to have a stat for everything, reflex, will, etc. I love that games are using more overlapping stats to take care of roles instead of having yet another stat that needs character points to be dropped into just to keep up with the difficulty curve. Yeah, there you go. And then it goes on to the whole DCC thing. There's no skills in there and it's simple as shit, man. Yeah, mm. I completely agree. That is wicked. It's so much, just fluidity and everything is is fucking awesome yeah. but for the people who love numbers and all that you know they love all the stats they love all the fact that it's every single you know an equation to to yeah but i'd just like anything. to say to them grow up i <laughs> think it's down to personal taste though, yeah. because um fucking my mate philip loves ad and d because it's got all the numbers Oof, he yeah. can't he can't That's stand I mean. it when there's not a number for something i hate it um, because it's just like yeah but it doesn't make sense because it hasn't got a number there needs to be a skill and an i need a formula well, because I remember we were talking about it down the pub once, and he, because, he, like, in modern games, 
um, your attractiveness and your personality is rolled into charisma, right? Yeah. Um, he hates that because he thinks they're, de- they sh- they're definitely two separate things. He's like, <laughs> how can your comeliness be the same as your charisma? It's not the same thing. I really hope he doesn't listen to this. But um, he, 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 was really, he was really drunk when he said this. Comeliness. And, he, and I've got to be honest, you guys have met Philip. He did actually say it like that. Yeah. It, it was gen- <laughs> he was genuinely furious. Yeah. And it, he was like, they're Poor not Phil. the same thing. <laughs> That's wicked. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he was actually furious. And um, uh, so, so in AD and D, yeah, you did have a comeliness stat. Um, yeah, it was fucking funny. But uh, yeah, so some people like it, some people don't. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I personally courses for courses. Sometimes I like uh, I like it. Sometimes I don't. It depends on what I'm in the mood for. If I'm yeah, man. Honest. But recently, we love having the the fluidity. And that flow just flies, absolutely flies. Game flow awesome. is one of the most important things to me. Yeah, and, and I too, think mate. yeah. Last um, one. Anyone last want to one. The last one. I'll yeah. take it. It's Mister Clean himself. It's Owen Lean. Owen Lean, the lean, green, says, lean, human machine. Shut up! <laughs> you. Don't I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to shut up. Okay. Okay. Next. I'll shut up. Thank you. The last one comes in from Owen Lean. He says, "Who would win in a battle between a penguin armed with a broadsword and a mouse riding a squirrel armed with a poisonous cricket bat?" Poisonous what? cricket bat. <laughs> 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 okay, what an amusing question. And that's all we've got time for today, everyone. Um, so, I would say uh, just keep your questions coming in. Um, no, no, let's actually answer that. So, squirrel. Well, clearly the squirrel's mouse, English because it's got a cricket bat, so that would win. Yeah, no, the penguin armed with a broadsword, mouse running a squirrel armed with a poisonous cricket bat. Yeah. Let's go nerdy on this one, right? Because a broadsword, how much damage does that do? D10. Mm-hmm. But cricket bat if we're going with club damage that's going to be 1d6 if it's if it's uh, yeah, but then it's well, got poisonous, poisonous damage, poisonous damage yeah. which could do how much it, well no it depends, it depends on the type it depends on the type of poison so I'm going to go let's say 1d3 con damage over time Jesus I mean he gets yeah. one hit in and then backs off it's, he it's can like, ride in he no, can literally ride in on his squirrel the extra and then the ride out yeah, yeah, but then, but then, but then, it depends on how intelligent the mouse is. Um, yeah, but if we if we're going to no. grass attacks, if we're not if we're not going by um, by animal stereotypes, and just say no, we have to go with animal stereotypes. Oh, okay. Because the fact well, in that case, the penguin can't a hold mouse the is agile, sword. mate. The, the, the mouse can't ride the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but 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 but, but how no, much but, but, how much training has the penguin put into its broadsword? No, well, that's just it. I mean, this is this is an unanswerable question. We need more facts. We need background. We need the penguin, the mouse, and the squirrel. <laughs> yeah. How long have the mouse and the squirrel known each other? Are they companions? Are they lovers? Exactly. They is he riding them against his will? What? Yeah. If the lean, if the lean guy can stat them, send them in. We battle them out. Yeah, oh, we'll do, do that. that for a bonus. Do that, yeah, please yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. All right, so thanks, Owen, for the question, but there's not enough. Dude, watch this space. Fucking hell! Owen! And that brings us to the end of another show. Mm. So, um... Uh, I hope well, you've enjoyed yourself. Yeah, we Please really, come again next time. So, please, um, thank you very much for the questions. Please send them in. Uh, we, we absolutely love the questions. And, we want um, your poems. We want your poems. And I want to do another call to action. Uh, back in the day, we used to do these um, Warhammer tales yes. um, that we really liked uh, when we read out people's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, Owen, uh, I believe, he said he's going to send something in. Um, but we want people to send in their RPG stories and tales. Long ones because yeah. we want we want them yes. for for bonus.
bonus content. We've it's got not, two to do, actually. Yes, we've got two to do, Already. but it's not like we're desperate for bonus content, but we really, really like the story ones because... Um, we, it's we, nice to hear off people's games, isn't it? Exactly. It's amazing, yeah. We really like those, and uh, we, we, we actually think they're really fucking entertaining to listen to, um, and we don't want to do our own ones because that would just be fucking really sycophantic. So yeah. um, please, God, send in your uh, stories because we would like to hear them. And uh, with that, let's fucking end this show but how can they send them in if they don't know how to, where to send them so if you want to get in contact with the show you can email us at tabletoptwats at gmail.com yes or you can get over to the facebook which is facebook.com forward slash tabletop t why not try out twitter which is at tabletop twats that's this new upcoming website and that is all the ways to contact us um but you can also check us out on Nerge International and on G Plus in general. Just search for Tabletop Twats or Nerds International. Speaking of Nerds International, oh, right, yeah. I think everyone should go and listen to the RPG Brewery. Not the Call of Cthulhu episode, but that is good. That is really good. Uh-huh. But I really, really, really think <laughs> that we're all in agreement. I know what episode you're about to oh, say. Oh, yeah. What the, what, the Gary one? Go and listen to the Gary one, right? <laughs> I mean, it did, have, it did have Stephen Dragonspawn on it, but listen to the Gary one, bro. Yeah. Because... That is good for two reasons. Nick, you told me a reason the other day. What is it? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but a long time ago we did a um, we did an episode about Nightmare and uh, we took the piss out of a kid because he said ch- uh, chasm instead of chasm. <laughs> and Gary actually says chasm on it. The second I heard him say it, I was like, ding! Was like, You're fucking leaping over a chasm. You're standing on the edge of a chasm. Shooting a golem across the... This chasm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Giant chasm. Gary! Yeah. Ja- Jamie um, is talking about all different systems, and Gary's talking about Savage Worlds, and Jamie constantly brings up loads of systems, and then Gary keeps on bringing it back to D&D. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> I would highly, highly recommend giving that a listen. It is, uh, it's brilliant, because it it's, it's all, all the systems versus Savage Worlds, and, and Gary. Gary is just an utter powerhouse um, when, yeah. it comes, when it comes to talking about Savage Worlds. That's brilliant. It's actually, it's actually so funny. I love, I love the fact that um, I only listened to sort of like the first uh, 20 minutes so far, but um, I, I love, love how, hard. how intense... Gary is. Man. He goes in hard. Yeah, and Jamie. Man. Jamie you said proper that, fight in the ground there. Yeah, he, Jamie said that that day he was having a. Um, he was. He was. He was a bit tired, and he was having a rough day. Oh and, no! <laughs> <laughs> so um, and he got the Big Mac. Yeah, this is this is the one where I, I'll put a link in the description for this because this is the one where I, I literally I've been listening to this show for a long time, but I've I've uh, yeah I recommended this. This will go down in history. Yeah, and and if you want to support the show, then please go over to patreon.com forward slash tabletop twats. And uh, chuck us a buck if you want. Because yeah, because we turn them bucks into books and then we play them books. Yeah. That's why DCC AP's coming. The, yeah, um, boy. the sex book episode that we did, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode that yep. we did, those are Patreon episodes. Yep. We've got a couple more in the pipeline which are coming up very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dungeon Call Classics AP, those were all thanks to the Patreon guys. So, you know, um, your donations are being turned into content constantly and yep. we are going to keep that up. So yes. thank you very much. Mm-hmm. But yep. that leaves us with um, one final thing because uh, we obviously like to give you a thought for the week because you know God knows when you're not listening to yeah, the show yeah what else you got to do yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're obviously to... just waiting for the next TTT episode <laughs> and you're just like oh, what am I going to do exactly so, just playing uh, what is it what's your game life life RPG real life RPG <laughs> you're just there you know you're rolling your dice you have to you have to put your socks on and wear his gloves for the day great yeah but so um, but what else are you going to do so uh, I'm going to give you a bit of th- a thought for the week a bit of mind food to keep you going until the next episode comes out and that is 
where are these books where the oldest tricks are written? <laughs> and with that, that leaves one last thing to be said. One last thing that um, that connects us. And um, basically, I was just thinking the other day, I was just thinking, and then um, suddenly a thought popped into my head. And this, this thought um, actually didn't come from me. It came from someone else. And I realised that actually... <laughs> Um, it actually, we're all connected. We are actually all one being, and that we should we should actually just rekindle that, and actually just remember that we are all just one person, and that if we actually all focus out all of our energies, we can solve world hunger, we can stop all wars, and we can just play RPGs and be happy. And that thought was the following phrase, which is the following phrase: Chicken McBosh. Okay, okay, look, don't, please do not put me in that cell. Okay, look, stop it. Stop putting me in this cell. Okay, look, don't, don't you close that door. Don't you close the door. Okay, stop it. Stop walking away. Stop it. Come back here. God, God. Look, okay, I get it. I should have taken the time to learn your name. I get it. Okay, stop walking away. Please, please. I'm sorry. Oh, fucking hell. Look, there's no point in shouting, mate. What the hell are you? Okay, that's, well, that's really rude, isn't it? I mean, uh, you see a jelly cube, and you just, you start shouting. Oh, I get it. The the, ja the jam-flavoured guy is automatically going to steal your wallet. I no, get no, it. No, it's nothing like that. I just, you made me jump, that's all. You, you stop. <sighs> Don't worry, it happens all the time. Anyway, listen. I've been here for two months, and all I did was steal an apple from the market. I was hungry. What did you do? Uh, conspiracy to commit terrorism. <laughs> Well, you're going to be here for fucking ages. <laughs> well, thanks for making me feel better, dickhead. Oh, man, I'm so fucked. I'm so fucked.